چهار نموت ها Welcome to Charm the Water. My name is Aaron David. This is Day of Moon. I am surrounded by charts. I got an astrology chart, a geomancy chart, and then a Euro USD chart or Forex chart. We'll look at the Forex chart first. Oh boy. I love charts. Um, so, Euro USD. What I wanted to see is us immediately move away from this area. I haven't even looked at this in about 30 minutes. It's on the move. It is on the move. I've also still got my divergent instrument up. I think I'll get rid of that because it's com it's uh too busy on the chart right now. Did I put the trash out? <laughs> yes, I did. Actually, uh, I put the trash out last night. Kelly hears this big crash, comes and gets me. I'm like, you know, got books and note cards everywhere in this geomantic chart research. I'm like, damn it. So I have to clear off my body of all these materials, go outside, and I see the biggest black bear I've ever seen in my life. And it's going up, looks like, to the neighbor's door. Their trash can is knocked over. We have bears. Asheville has such a bad bear problem where, um, you know, we're ripping their habitat away and putting these McMansions all over the mountains. It's disgusting. Uh, since the 1970s, the mountains have been sold off here. And it's disgusting what they do. And they come in, these Californian people, outlanders come in and they build on mountains and erosion becomes a problem. I could tell you all kinds of stories, but I don't want to get into that right now. Uh, point is, it was the biggest bear I've ever seen. And I very quickly went back inside without cleaning the trash up. That thing was massive. And I've seen a lot of black bears around here. Alright, so anyway, uh, sounds like the trash truck's coming around a second time. It's very hard for me to talk when something like that's going on. I share that with the, uh, oh my god, they are coming a second time. The obstreperous Matt Slick. Uh, who was a sort of, when I was a Calvinist, a Calvinist, sort of Calvinist, not fully reformed, we can't, he would admit that, but uh, role model, he was like my little anti-hero. Now I feel sorry for him being locked in that game, but he was the same way, any little noise, I think he got medication or something, I forget what it was. ADHD something, I don't know. He was on the spectrum. Why? This is just what I'm wondering. Why have they come by a second time? 
I know for a fact. Actually, that sounds like they're sucking up leaves, maybe. Let me take a look. What is going on over here? Jesus Christ. I As soon as I looked, it's like it hauled ass and I just caught, like, Moses, the hinder parts of it. All I saw was a yellow piece of, uh, like, a caterpillar equipment. I couldn't even see what it was. It was hauling ass so fast. It was, it was just like it knew. I, I looked. And it just, whoop, it was comedic. All right, now it's quiet. I can begin to think again. Uh, so, we have already moved. It looks like more than just, yeah, more than halfway back up. And we're pushing up as I'm looking at it. I've got to open my actual Where's my phone? It's hauling ass. Uh, it's not where we want to fully get right now, but uh, it's half, all, more than halfway back up the candle. The last daily candle. Which, that's exciting. Wow, so it's got a fully symmetrical swing uh, from the Fibonacci put on the open <clears throat> to Asia open, uh, then I was watching this last night, but see, the thing is I'm holding too much pain and I couldn't enter there because I'm already holding as much sizing as I can take of this. Uh, but had I not messed myself up like that, that's a, was a beautiful entry on that Fibonacci from just last night's Sunday open to Asia high retracement. And then boom, now full uh, symmetrical swing. Uh, we've hit, we've gone past it. And so this is great. This is exactly what I wanted to see. I mean, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. And so, you know, the question I immediately ask, well, what am I going to do? I could already begin to close positions. I could already close half my positions in profit. So at, at this point, it almost seems like I'm smart. But I know in reality, uh, I made a huge mistake Thursday, Friday by holding. I should have taken a loss. And then last night, I could have really taken on some size. Uh, and this would be an amazing Monday. As it is, we're not fully out of drawdown, but we do have some uh, some positions in profit, like half the positions are in profit. And so it's almost out of drawdown. So that's great, and we've hauled ass. That's absolutely what I wanted to see. And, all right, so from this point, I wanna talk about not the Forex chart, not Euro USD. Rather, the geomantic chart. And I need to get this on a 4x6 note card because it's <clears throat> it's uh, flaccid and floppy. It's flaccid and floppy geomantic chart. That's more difficult to read. You need a solid chart. Uh, okay. This is our shield chart we did. And I, I did this yesterday. 
But last night, man, I've been up in this. I haven't even looked at the Forex chart because I've been up in John Michael Greer. His book, his book, and uh, it's great. It was so, I mean, I've read it before, but it was like so many years ago. And uh, I had just forgotten. And I didn't have the astrological understanding, which isn't much. But from working with AstroVisor in my trading, where I'm paying really close attention to the calendar, I've just kind of picked up, you know, stuff on aspects and picked up on stuff like myself. I still am avoiding the astrology culture, even though I own Chris Brennan's book, Hellenistic Astrology. One day I'll read it when it's old enough. You know, as a triple Capricorn, that seems to be my modus operandi. I don't like to approach things until they have enough age, which is at least a few decades. The crowds have left, you know, uh, the decrepitude is set in. You can obviously see the, uh, the uh, effect of time on it. And it's almost like walking back in time. That's why all the TV shows, most of the movies, I like it's, it's that nostalgia thing. And the past, and it's almost like visiting another time. I love that. Because you can kind of see past the stupidity of the culture. You know what I mean? You can just kind of smile and like, oh, isn't that cute? I, we're so beyond that now. But it's not so because uh, this culture is just as silly and uh, wrapped up in appearances as uh, the past ones were. We just can't see it because we're in it as much and so that's why I'm just sort of naturally drawn to older things uh, you just wait for the sh shit to clear on uh, stuff coming out and then you can see if it was that good or was that shit <laughs> time will tell alright so um, John Michael Greer his book just way surpasses the Golden Dawn stuff and even Kroller's Liber Gaius uh, which the only thing I like from it are the columns they're great uh, they're great and I think that uh, other than that John Michael Greer is who to stick with at least out of the material I've come by I did come out uh, find an old PDF from Amork uh, the Rosicrucians you know you can't wink and nod at them pat them on the head I mean like the the geomantic uh, PDF it was called like something like a handbook on cosmic geomancy it's just like you know kind of silly names they're just kind of silly those amorc people but you know they're likable uh like the people at the uh you know new age bookstore they're your people you just kind of don't want to be seen with them at the mall that's right at the mall if you're not aware of Dan Bell, check him out. Uh, Dead Mall series. It's not my favorite. My favorite of his is the uh, Another Dirty Room. It pushes the limits of decency. But uh, so what I got from John Michael Greer last night, can we press forward in our understanding of geomancy, uh, were modes of perfection and denial of perfection. So these are just ways historical ways there's many things that you can look at to 
garner more understanding. There's uh, methodologies of interpretation uh, to uh, the art and science of reading a, a geomancy chart. So uh, these, of course, parallel astrology, even though, you know, with uh, especially aspects, doesn't work like astrology exactly. It's been adapted, uh, to use John Michael Greer's words, it's adapted. I think that's a good way to see it. So modes of perfection and geomancy plus five for occupation. Occupation is where the significators of the quesitor and the querent, you, uh, have the same figure. Plus four for conjunction, which is when a significator passes to a house next to the one occupied by the other significator. So we don't have occupation and we don't have conjunction. Where'd our chart go? We don't have either of those modes of perfection. Not That's the shield chart in this one. We don't have those things. So uh, mutation, that's plus four. That's when both significators pass to neighboring houses elsewhere in the chart. We don't have mutation. Translation, plus four. A figure other than two significators appears in houses next to those of the querent in question. Honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, plus three for trine and sextile. I, I am sure that we do have a trine and we do have a sextile. And to get either of those, uh, one of the significators has to pass uh, to another house. That happens with the significator of the uh, quesitor, which is in the first house, in the ascendant. That passes to the tenth house. Tenth house is ruled by Capricorn. Um, and uh, let's see here. Let me close this down a second. Did I not write this down somewhere? There's also a sextile. And right now, without having the book and being in detail, I'm not sure what it is. But I do know we get plus three, plus three for this uh, passing. What was it sextile with? Something very positive. I'm not sure at this point. But uh, then there's a favorable aspect where one significator passes into a positive position in the chart relative to the other significator. That happened. That gave us our trine. Uh, second house trying the tenth house which uh, the figure there has passed there from the first house from the ascendant good 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 excellent we're seeing that I mean it's happened it's happened as I'm talking so I'm happy with you know this was a distraction from the chart but it's it's fun so uh, also company of houses uh, which are pairings and the pairings go in this ordering of first house, second house. That's first pair. Then third house, fourth house. That's second pair. Then five, six, 
and 7, 8, and 9, 10, and 11, 12. Those are the pairings. So 2, 3, or 10, 11, or 6, 7, those can't uh, be company of houses because it's not in the, the distinct pairings of 1, 2, 3, 4, so uh, if that makes sense. And then um, there are four modes of company. Company simple, company demi-simple, company compound, and company capitular. So it's not as complex as it would sound. Uh, for company simple, uh, two paired houses share a figure. So uh, does that happen for us? I don't... No, it does not. We don't have that. Um, for a company demi-simple, two paired houses occupied by figures that are ruled by the same planet. And I don't think we have that either. Uh, and then uh, company compound is where two paired houses are occupied by opposite figures and so that would be like opposing on if you start with Aries uh, and just like you know our ordering of the zodiac uh, what would every whatever would be directly across opposed and uh, John Michael Greer has a table for those and for many of these making all this easier so if you if you combine your notes like like I'm making here grab those tables this is what I plan to do grab those tables from John Michael Greer and grab the tables from Crowley's Libra Gaius put that all in my own little uh, like I do for ICT mentorship with these study notes with rings this is how I do it it's how I learn best. I've finally figured that out. This is just how I I need my hands on it. I need to be able to fit through it. And that style comes from... I learned from Hank Hanegraaff, Bible Answer Man. He had several little booklets. And at the time, when I was into all that, I ordered those from him. I don't think I have them anymore, but they would kind of be neat just to have for nostalgic reasons. And they were memorization of... Christian Orthodox theology and uh, those were neat and man that worked for me I I owe him a debt of gratitude just because it gave me this this way of learning and I'll show you just this is not even half nowhere not even a quarter of my trading notes for the mentorship it's scary yeah uh, so let's see here uh, did we get to company capitular? That is when figures in paired houses have the same fire line or the same head. And uh, we do have that. Now, there's a lot of other things. I think the part of fortune also has a triner sextile. It might have been the what I was forgetting. I think that's it. The tenth house is sextile, the part of fortune. That's what I had forgotten that I didn't write down. Um, so that's amazing too. 
the judge in this was Fortuna Major. So um, there's a lot of other ways of interpretation. Counting up the points in the first 12 figures, you can come. You can also combine the judge and the first mother figure. You can combine the two uh, significators from the house chart. There's all kinds of little cool stuff that the old, uh, you know, Renaissance geomancers were up to, like Robert Flood and uh, Catan. And uh, I think John Michael Greer does a good job of showing some of their work and really giving you a picture of the historicity of geomancy, totally lacking from any of the Golden Dawn or uh, AA material. Alright, so uh, those are modes of perfection and then there are also denial of perfection where you would subtract uh, minus 5 for impedition, impedition uh, which is absence of any relationship between the significators of the querent and quesited. Um, you get minor minus 4 for an for an unfavorable aspect, uh, which is uh, for that as well, at least one significator passes to another house to form an aspect. So that makes a lot of sense. So to get any kind of aspect, one of your significators must pass to another house. Uh, minus three per square. And then a uh, also, company of houses happens with denial of perfection, positive, negative. Um, so I don't. I'm not going to say that I understand all of that perfectly. I'm kind of like camping out, uh, particularly with the. Um, I understand occupation, conjunction, mutation, translation, and then the aspects, and that's about as far as I've gotten. I did add up the. I forget what it's called, uh, path of the points, and one of them leads from the right witness. We get both of them moving back, uh, but the left witness doesn't make it to the mothers. The right witness and the path of the points, I think that's what it's called, goes all the way back to, I believe, the first mother and second mother, which are the same figure in this reading, I think. Yeah, Acquisitio. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, but I'm just gonna, I just got dug into all this and kind of had, you know, came back to it with realizing I've grown in, in my understanding where all of a sudden this is way more interesting and something that I would like to uh, refine and probably will doing, be doing a lot more of here. Um, as I, this chart is going to expire this week and we'll see if it was right or not. So it, the greater fortune judge and, uh, let's see, what was it that ended up at the 12th house? The 12th house ended up being part of fortune. Here's my conclusion. If you notice that 12th house is the part of fortune, cancer. Also, second house, Cancer. 
So you get Via and um, what is the other one? Uh, Via and Populus. Those are the two relating to the moon, to Cancer. Now, I'm just kind of noting this as interesting. Again, I'm not basing any trading decisions on this stuff. I just think it's interesting to look at and it gives me time away from the charts to put my head else place, other places. But if we pull up AstroVisor and we're going to move hourly from the chart from the time now. So we're December 20th, 9. And what I'm doing, I'm progressing through time. And I want to see the moon's in Gemini. That's where we had the full moon. Now, I use sidereal astrology. And I just can't see, you know, the point of tropical astrology with a lot of this. Uh, because in my big initiation experience, there were things that related to the constellation Scorpio. And I could see those things reflected in the chart with a sidereal chart. It made more sense to me. So just from the beginning of my magical career, sidereal has been what has been present. And it just, you know, tropical is more like seasonal. And um, I, like when it comes to a sun sign, I don't identify as Sagittarius. Maybe that's my secret superhero nature. But I definitely identify here. Um, in this world, and my my personality definitely reflects that of a triple Capricorn, no question about it. But when it comes to like doing work like this, uh, it's just you know sidereal is the most obvious way for me to go. It makes the most sense because it reflects what's actually above you uh, locally. Uh, in other words, uh, I guess it it seems to have more utility. So the seasonal astrology may tell me it's winter, uh, but am I going to need a coat that day? Is it cold that day? Will I need to layer up that day? Maybe it's not. Even though it's winter, maybe it's not cold that day. Uh, and that's kind of how I look at sidereal. Sidereal just gets in there and uh, it is what it is. So... All right, I'm going to shut up now and progress because I want to see the moon come go into uh, Cancer from Gemini. And so that happens uh, by December 21st. I just progressed to, uh, what is this, 5 a.m., which is the hour of Saturn. What day is December 21st? That's tomorrow. There's a gnat in here. Plants, fungus gnats with my cactus back here. Real problem. I've been putting uh, um, the dust, the, uh, what is it called? The uh, diatomaceous earth. But uh, my biggest brain cactus I've got uh, on a wicking system in a very large pot. And so... I can't do anything about that reservoir. What I did was put a little bit of 
uh, peroxide in it. And I actually had mosquitoes when I brought it in for the winter. Mosquitoes fucking coming out of that thing. So the peroxide got that, but now it looks like I've gotten gnats of some sort in here. Uh, it's a it's an issue bringing plants indoors and having worked in a greenhouse and me trying to start a greenhouse myself. Bugs are uh, you got to be able to deal with bugs and uh, Korean non uh, Korean natural farming is the way I plan to go. But anyway, let's be besides the point. Back to the chart. Uh, December 21st is tomorrow. So the question then becomes, how long are we in, um, how long are we in cancer, the moon in cancer? And, uh, because I think that's reflecting the time, the time of this greater fortune is being reflected in the second house of the Quarant and the 12th house of the part of fortune. And uh, this is pertaining to this week, even though this was asked like yes, Sunday, so beginning of the week. Um, and what do you know? The moon comes into Cancer this week, tomorrow. So to me, that's telling me like this is when this should go down. That's just kind of seems like something obvious to read in the chart. So the next question is when will the part of fortune let's see how would we ask this will we look to the second house would we look for those aspects to actually be here let's move ahead in the chart a bit uh, so I said we are in the geomancy chart, second house is trying the tenth house. Does that actually happen when the uh, where's the moon gone? We're still in Cancer. Am I seeing all the houses? Because it's only going up to the fifth. Maybe I need to change this view to be the view of look at aspects. Come down to the tenth house. All right, now we're going to continue in time. And look for a 10th house trine or sextile with either part of fortune or let's see, that was Jupiter and Moon. There's a trine Jupiter December 22nd. 9.20 a.m. Is the moon still in Cancer? Yeah. It's right in there. So.
So uh, that greater fortune figure Fortuna Major Sagittarius. So December 22nd the sun is in Sagittarius Mercury's in Sagittarius But I'm particularly interested. Do we look for the planetary aspects? Or the houses? Something in John Michael Greer's said with, I, if I'm remembering right, it said with aspects, pay more attention to the planets than the house interpretation. I may be remembering that wrong. Um... But I always check the second house <clears throat> just to see what's going on. Because I, I kind of uh, look at that to money a bit with AstroVisor. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's continue on in time from we're December 2nd, 10 a.m. We know... The 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. is our key window. So let's move ahead to December 23rd. We'll say at 9, we'll say at 10, 10 a.m. No aspects with the moon. I guess that's what we'd be looking for. That makes most sense to look at aspects for the moon with Jupiter. If what John, if I'm remembering that right about what John Michael Greer said, and certainly with the traditional astrology, like if you were looking for favorable aspects, that would definitely, definitely be one. Like I'm pretty new to this. I'm not a traditional astrologer. Never read an astrology book, so. Just bear with me here. I'm looking for any good aspects with moon. They seem to be rare. There's one, but it's with Mars. There's another truck out there. And Mars, we could say, is ninth house. We also have uh, no luck yet. The uh, Fortuna Minor that appears it is passed from the fourth house to the sixth house to the eighth house to the eleventh house passed that many times I don't even know how to uh, I'm not that advanced as to how to add that up with stuff because that that seems to just like massively complicate the chart reading 
with all the aspects that it could occur with the uh, Fortuna Minor, which uh, Sun, Leo, and Air sign. So basically, the whole chart is fire and air, except for the house of the Quarant, which is second house, and the twelfth house, which are both moon, water. So it's a really interesting chart. If we could just find a spot there, found it. And that was yesterday. <laughs> so is there really not any favorable moon aspects between now and... Let's see. Uh, this is, So Tuesday, I would want to look to Wednesday or Thursday, which uh, Wednesday would be... What is it? the 22nd 23rd so let's just jump ahead to there on astrovisor and uh there's a trine with part of fortune there's that trine with mars Nothing. We're at December 23rd now. December 24th. Are we going to go into Christmas? Looking for a favorable moon aspect? December 25th, 4.10 a.m. There's a trine with Mercury. Um, we do have Gemini in the third house. And that's the only place. Um, bum, bum, bum. Because so much air. Fire and air. That's, uh... Those two things are very dynamic together. Oh, there's a uh, trine with Venus, December 25th, 1900. December 25th, what, what day is that? That's Saturday. That, we're too far gone. We need to back up. We can't go any further than, I don't want to, Friday at 11 a.m. So that'll be December 24th. We'll just look for something here from here backward. As an exit strategy. 
that's one thing my mentor said. He's like my my trading mentor. He's like I don't really have a good exit strategy. I mean, your Fibonacci, uh, you know, you set two profit levels and a full symmetrical swing level, and besides that, you're kind of on your own when it comes to profit taking. So what did I say? December twenty fourth, eleven. That's that's as far as we want to hold this thing. Let's see here. So let's work our way backward from here. We get a trine with the sun, which all of those uh, Fortuna miners are the sun. That is what uh, that's what's more prevalent than anything in this chart. Showing up one, two, three, four times. That's I didn't really think about how hugely significant that is. So maybe I should be looking to that trine with the sun. Making our way back, we're at 7 a.m. Uh, all most of that time, sun and moon are trying the part of fortune and each other. Sun is sextile Jupiter. I like that. Maybe we'll look to get out when that occurs, which is December 24th. I'm at 3 a.m. We're just going to check all these aspects, which, you know, AstroVisor makes so easy to do. So we are just now coming into December 23rd. I'm thinking that that Friday, we may hold till then. I don't know. I mean, obviously, if all my positions come out of uh, being in drawdown, I'm going to close them. <laughs> but do we want to leave like the the most profitable position in to possibly run up? I don't know. So the, it's just getting uh, nothing really going on besides a sextile with Sun and Jupiter uh, coming back through to December 23rd it's looking pretty bare I'm going by minute by minute because I don't want to miss anything but yeah I didn't, I didn't really think about that How that's a lot of Fortuna Minor it's everywhere And time-wise and directionally, so first house is east, seventh house is west, fourth house, that would be north, and so tenth house, south. 
and as well time wise first house tenth house seventh house fourth house uh, with seventh house being sort of the end and fourth house like aftermath and the tenth house being like the middle time period so um, fourth house is yeah that that is on a geomancy chart like you're like okay uh this is the absolute outcome you're looking at the judge and the relation between the uh, two significators and uh also as a outcome to the whole thing the fourth house which uh is fortuna minor i'm hoping that doesn't mean we screw things over and just come away with small profit because I want the Fortuna Major profits <laughs> I want the 10th house career changing profits alright so yeah I'm gonna I'm going back we're we're not let me speed this up a little bit we go by 10 minute chunks That Friday seems to have the most potential aspect-wise on the actual AstroVisor Sidereal Astrology charting So I'm looking to Friday, I guess That's more than I've held anything and that's a lot of swap fees, which I don't like but if it pays off, it pays off. If it doesn't, and you've got all those swap fees, it's it's not fun. The moon is trying Jupiter yesterday. We were into yesterday. So yeah, alright. Um, the only other thing to do would be to look at the houses. I guess I can just check that out. Statistics we could look at. Um, that's another thing. See when the elements uh, match up to being mostly air and fire. That would be another another strategy. I mean, I don't know. Am I in new territory here? Has anybody tried to do some what I'm trying to do before? I don't know. Um links of houses uh, that's something I don't understand very well I do understand you get a number plus three and also a red number uh, but on AstroVisor it's not something I've looked at much I'm looking to the second house when is that number big Let's just move ahead to what was our uh, date Friday is the 24th so from the 20th to the 24th
the second house. Plus six. December 23rd at 8.37 p.m. I mean a.m. Let's change that to nine, ten. Plus nine. December 23rd, 2 a.m. Plus, plus 1 a.m. Plus 9. Well, something enormous. Ooh. Plus 11. December 22nd, 4 a.m. Sounds right for London. Plus 11. No, that's the third house. Da, 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 Alright, so, uh, yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing with this. I just thought it'd be kind of interesting to look at. But as I said, I, I'm really not just... I'm not... I am hardly... Um, what do they call it when you can read? What do they call that? Whatever it is, I'm just barely with that with astrology. So, let's check what uh, what the candlestick chart's doing currently. Candlestick chart, where are you? Wow. Pull up the terminal here. So we're 40 pips in profit on one of our positions. On another position, we're 20 pips in profit. But that's not enough to get us out of drawdown. We're, we're very well nearing that place. I was holding a lot of pain, I told y'all. <laughs> but at this point... Um, I mean, I could take that profit, but I don't really want to. Um, not at this point. It's like I've held through all of this and to bail now. No, I want, um, you know, I want this to do very well. Why does this look like such shit over there? My charts have gotten rearranged, so let's fix this. Can't have rearranged charts. That's another thing about MetaTrader 4. You can't pop the windows out. So with multiple monitors, that is a pain. There is an indicator to pop the window out. I don't like it. It's it's ugly, it's nasty. <laughs> it's ugly, it's nasty. So just looking at Euro USD on a 15 minute. Uh, that point at Asia last night, so beautiful. Um, from that point, I, did I show the Fibonacci? We're 63 pips away 
from that point. If I didn't show the Fibonacci on that, look at that. Where'd you guys go? Can you see that? Can you see that? Whoops. No, not really. But you can see the top of that. It's blown past the symmetrical swing projection. So this is exactly what I wanted to see. It looks like we're coming to London close, so I can expect a retracement. And um, that Fortuna minor suggests haste. So I don't want to hold this too long, but I do want it to be worth it. And we're not quite there yet. The story continues. This is probably the longest trade. One of the longest trades I've ever been in. No joke. I'm just looking at the, uh, for some reason that's not what it should be. That should be the four hour. Now we're looking at something. So on the four hour, we're, um, we are not close to the ADR. I mean, we're relatively close, but we're, we've not hit it yet. And so I like this, uh, so far, I like this. If we hit the ADR, I, I don't want to see it start reversing deeply. I, I'm fine with the small retracement, but after a small retracement, I want to see it break above 1.13833. At that point, I might close one of the positions. But, uh, I don't know, man. When it comes to, like, close in stuff and when you take profits it's like it's so one of those in the moment discretionary things I mean you definitely know the numbers you're dealing with but uh, you're always trying to squeeze more value without fucking yourself over so until next time I'm gonna do dig some more in this Jamatsi yeah